Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris. Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of This is Paris. I am so excited about this episode. Hunter, have you seen this movie, Cruel Instruction? I have watched like 55 clips in preparation of this, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts because obviously she's starring in a movie that is based on your story in a way, someone you know, actually, but but the same school, right? Yeah, we actually just interviewed one of the girls who uh, the story was about um, for Trapped in Treatment, which is another podcast that I have um, about the troubled teen industry. And um, yeah, then I saw them breaking code silence and everyone started talking about this film. And then I looked at my DMs and had seen that the two survivors who went through this experience, um, had DM me and said they had just seen my documentary, This Is Paris, and how it just really touched them and inspired them and really gave them that courage to speak up and 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 tell their story. And um, now just to see like an entire movie being made about it, um, it just makes me really just proud to have told my story and to have opened up those doors for this conversation to even happen. Yeah. Well, she's going to have some interesting stories. I'm looking forward to hearing about her research that she did for this project, but also the fact that she was on Housewives for as long as she was, and there's got to be some good stories there. Mm -hmm. So let's talk to her. Well, hello, Cynthia. I just want to say congratulations on your new Lifetime movie called Cruel Instruction. My husband and I watched it the other night and were 
in tears. It brought back so many memories. It was very triggering in a lot of ways because I went to that school and the teacher was actually inspired by the one who abused me. So it was like watching my real life story. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking on a project like this and raising awareness because it's just, uh, it's, uh, I think when people even watch it, they're going to be like, oh, this is not real. Like, It's Mm -hmm. actually even worse than that. I just feel like on Lifetime, they probably couldn't have showed like how bad it is, but it, wow, it's, yeah, I I stayed at that school for 11 months and it was the most traumatic experience of my life. So that is just so, um, so incredible to me, you know, even, you know, the feedback that we got back from the movie was pretty overwhelming. A lot of people were texting me. Um, calling me like, oh my God, this movie is, it made me so upset. It really triggered a lot of people. So I really thought for Lifetime, it really, really was a little darker than what they normally do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the response was like, you know, really, really, um, uh, again, overwhelming on social media because they thought like we really, really went there and and really showed, um, you know, a lot of the horrors that, that really go on. So when you say it was even worse, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I think definitely with Lifetime, it's always, you know, these happy movies or Christmas or just like feel good movies. So I was really just impressed to see them really taking on a a subject that needs to be discussed and um, and did it in such a way. And I just thought everyone was incredible in it. The whole cast, um, I was just really blown away by it. Yeah. Well, well, same. I was really proud to be a part of, of the project because you know, I feel like this has been happening for a, a very long time, but I feel like the conversation does not come up enough. Um, I can say personally as a mom, I never experienced anything anything like this with my daughter or even knew anyone who sent their kid away and they had this type of, um, you know, experience. So uh, I know it's happening. And I think that we have to talk about it more, like, honestly. Definitely. And I wouldn't be surprised if you actually do know people that have, but it it took me over 20 years to even say it out loud because it's just so traumatic that you don't even want to think about it and you just want to forget it ever happened. Oh, wow. Um, So I think it's something that people, these places really instill that shame in these kids. And Mm -hmm. the only people that should be ashamed are the people that work at and run these places because it's it's just so disgusting and so wrong to have a child go in and come out more traumatized, you know, than than when they went in. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, well, I'm again, I'm really proud to be a part of it and to get, you know, to help keep getting this message out there and making it a bigger conversation. Um, You know, for, I just want to let your listeners know anybody that didn't get an opportunity to watch it on the premiere. It is, also available on demand and also on mylifetime.com up until April 16th. So if anyone didn't get a chance to watch the premiere of Cruel Instruction, uh, make sure you guys check it out. Yes, please check it out. Please spread the word. Everyone needs to know what's happening behind these closed doors. How did you how did you prepare for a role like this? Because I feel like it just leads to such dark ends, you know, in the research. Well, um, to be honest with you, when they offered me the role, it was it was kind of fast. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. But once I read the script and I flew to Vancouver, which is where we shot the movie, I think just being a mother 
really was my biggest way to prepare for the movie. Um, I just imagine my TV daughter, Kelsey, who is a superstar. She was incredible in this movie. I can't talk about her enough. Um, I just imagine her being my Noel, uh, you know, my one and only uh, as a mom. You know, our only, our, our biggest responsibility priority is to protect our children. And I think that sometimes by doing that, we actually end up putting them in harm's way, like in the situation in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to be said about a mom's discernment and instinct and intuition and listening to their children, just looking at how their children are behaving. And I have to say, you know, sometimes it's, you know, our kids can trick us a lot. You know, sometimes it's not so obvious that something may be wrong, but I think that as, as a parent, you know, if our kid gives us any kind of sign or anything that something could be not right, then we should jump on those things a lot of quicker than I think some parents do. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been guilty of that myself. You know, I, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I felt like Noelle is 22 years old now, but when she was younger, she went through a lot of different things at school from bullying to um, anxiety, low self-esteem, um, insecurity. I mean, pretty much everything to the point where we actually ended up homeschooling her for most of her life to just, you know, that was my way of like, hey, if wow. that experience, if your experience at school is not good for you and you're sad to go to school, then we, you don't have to go to school. You can homeschool. And it ended up working out for Noel. but I can say that now that she's older, again, she turned 22 in November. You know, she is a little socially awkward. Um, she doesn't like to be around a lot of people, which I don't think is horrible, to be honest. But at the same <laughs> time, when she has to be around people, you know, she needs to be comfortable. <laughs> because, you know, I think one thing the pandemic taught us being isolated is, you know what? You don't have to be around people all the time. You actually can work and have a very thriving, happy life in your home and go out when you need to. And also being, you know, a celebrity per se. Um, I get it. I get, you know, the value and just appreciating being home and not, you know, being all over the place. But yeah, so, you know, I, I there's a lot of guilt that comes with getting it wrong. You know, I, I, I have one daughter. I, you know, I'd never had to experience you know, raising another child to even compare or know what I was even doing. I just kind of, you know, just learned as I, as I raised her myself. And, you know, there's issues that have, that have happened in her life that I wish I had caught before, you know, nothing mm -hmm. ex extreme is like what we're talking about Paris, but yeah. definitely things that could lead, that could be bigger situations. So yeah, discernment, discernment and going with our parental instinct and gut and like even when I called like and they show a part in the movie where we call to check on her and mm -hmm. first of all they wouldn't let her have unsupervised phone calls we couldn't just call when we wanted to um and then when we did like just even I should have felt through the phone honestly that something was wrong with my child and but that's a writing situation you know I'm not the writer I was just an actor in the movie but I'm just saying in real life I think we have to go with our feelings and gut a little bit more and listen to our kids if, if they say, you know, something's going on. Yeah. I think 
that's how these places have gotten away with it for so long. Because when I was there, I they would warn you and say, we will punish you. We will like, you will be a, a basically hit or restrained mm-hmm. or locked in the seclusion room if you say anything negative about this place. So I tried once and they literally hung up the phone, called my parents that I was lying, manipulating, trying to go home. And like, of course, your parents are going to believe like a professional, like supposedly like doctor, whoever they say they are when they're not even like trained. Like these people are just, they shouldn't be working at these places. Uh, But I can understand how so many families are tricked because these places lie and manipulate and they have these brochures where you're going to go horseback riding and swimming and Mm -hmm. smiling and like none of that exists at these places. It's all just fake marketing and oh God. But it's, it's just, again, I was just like so proud to watch it. And then I was DMing with the two survivors who actually the movie is about and it was inspired by and they both said to me, thank you so much for your film. You really opened the doors for us to feel comfortable to even yes. speak about this and stand up for ourselves. And just even though it was the worst and the most painful and traumatic, and I wouldn't wish that upon anyone experience of yeah. my life, I mm-hmm. feel like it makes it worth it now that yeah. I'm making a difference and helping others and people being believed and validating people for what they went through. And now changing laws in seven states and bringing it to the federal level so it'll be illegal in all 50 states and hopefully around the world one day and this is my this is like my legacy and what my mission in life now is and it's just it's changed my life ever since I opened up and told the story and just to see it changing so many other lives and now like movies being made about it and it's just it's incredible in that way for me. Well, you, you should be very proud of yourself, Paris, because I can tell you just even, you know, from the hundreds and hundreds of interviews that I've done talking about the movie, promoting cruel instruction and talking about this issue, just even the fact that, you know, you have come out about it, that you are attached to where you partner, you have partnered with breaking code silence that you're really, you know, the voice of it really got, us um gave us so much more ammunition to i hate to say validate it but Mm -hmm. like even really make it a bigger talking point because they could go back and look at someone like yourself who is amazing successful uh come from a great family and 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 not imagine in a hundred years that something like this could happen to a paris hilton so i applaud you for for talking about this for really making this uh, a life passion of yours to help other kids and families, because I, I know, like, again, you know, for someone like myself as a celebrity, you know, it's, I'm sure it was difficult to, you know, to talk about, you know, these, it's very easy to have this kind of childhood trauma, but you are definitely making a difference. And of all the projects that I'm, you know, still new to the acting world, this is part of my next chapter after leaving Housewives, but I could not be more proud to be a part of this project because going forward for me, um, you know, outside of finding me another job uh, <laughs> that that I do with my life, I really want a big portion of that to help other people. And I felt like just even participating in this project helped someone, you know, some parent saw this and, you know, maybe um, has better communication with their kid. Like if I didn't, if I did, if I saw this movie and I wasn't attached to it in any way, I would call my child immediately, no matter how old they are and say, is there anything that has ever happened to you that I did not know about? Is there anything 
that you have gone through that I somehow overlooked or I didn't seem available to you to listen at that time, like that would have been a phone call I would have made 100% because of this movie and how real it, it was and how real this issue is and how someone like yourself could be a victim um, of something like this. Well, I just want to applaud you because it, it's really making an impact and a difference. And I know that other parents, when they do watch this film, they will definitely think twice about ever sending their child to one of these places and do their research because there, there's maybe a, some good places, but I, I think like 95% of them are just bad. Just the people that run yeah. them. It doesn't attract um, good, good people. It's mm-hmm. very dangerous, um, very sadistic people that take on this type of job yeah wow that's that's um that that is heartbreaking i honestly hope that that there's more um i mean i would love to be more involved in some way Uh, i don't know uh if there's anything you're ever doing i would love to offer myself up to come and support thank you um, hopefully we can you know i can give you my contact information at the end or you can just dm me or whatever uh i would 100% 100% like to support you because again, I've, I've talked about this. I'm literally getting chills. This even um, talking to you on the, on, on the computer about it right now on the yeah. zoom about it, because um, you know, again, when we shot it, just watching my, um, my daughter in the movie, Kelsey go through the process of just being so vulnerable and so honest in this movie. It's, it, it, it's, horrible and then Cameron Menheim Mm -hmm. oh my god the one that played Miss Connie my goodness like I could see how someone like that could trick a parent because we would go and see her and be like oh Kayla's doing amazing aren't you Kayla and of course she's like afraid to you know she's been brainwashed at this point and she's like everything's great mom meanwhile you know the light is gone from her eyes she's emaciated like she did not look that healthy but as parents, you just want to believe that your your kids are okay. You just want to believe that, you know, these, you know, these school counselors and principals and, you know, um, people that are in a position of authority when it comes to our kids have the best, you know, intentions for them. So when they lead you down this road, road of horror, um, it's, it's, it's devastating. It's, it truly is. And I, I really am looking forward to seeing and hearing a lot more about this type of institutionalized child abuse. Well, I would appreciate your help and support so much and thank you. And let's definitely connect on that because I am fighting for this every single day and I'm not going to stop fighting until change is made. Well, I am with you 100%. However you can use me, I am here for you. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) This is Paris. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. 
because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 
to maybe bring up something a little bit uh, lighter, um, which, by the way. Yeah, because I'm almost like in tears over I'm, here. So could we lighten it up now? <laughs> oh, my God. Man. So it's so amazing to hear. I really it, it is really helpful. And, you know, Paris and I've talked about it so much over the course of this podcast with different people. And, and what you've done is more than most. And the fact that you're committed to, you know, keeping helping is fantastic. But on that lighter side, you mentioned the housewives, which now yeah. Paris is technically a part of the family. Um, have you and Paris's mother worked together on any of the series, any of the housewives projects or spinoffs or anything like that? No, I have not. I have not met Kathy before, but I have tuned into Beverly Hills. Uh, I spend most of my time in LA now and she is just such a breath of fresh air. She's so funny. <laughs> she's just so, um, I don't know. She's like, you know, when you see someone on TV and you're like, I just want to be friends with that lady. <laughs> like, she just, like, it's so super cool. But I did have the pleasure, although we had a moment on the girls trip where with Kyle, who I absolutely adore. Kyle Rich, she is one of the most hilarious people that I've ever been around in my life. Uh, we did bump heads on the girls trip. We made it right. But um, and that was only because I literally started off the trip like. I can't wait to hang out with Kyle. Like we have, you know, Justin Sylvester. Paris, yes, right? love him. We share him in common. So I was like, I had already decided I was going to be best friends with Kyle on the trip. And then I got there and I had to share her with those other women. So I was like, wait, uh, what is happening? I had already claimed you as my best friend in my head. But anyway, uh, it, it was it, it was great. Um, I, um, you know, ended up having to give her a big apology but at the end of the day, it, it was good. And she's we've been great ever since. I really, really adore Cal. She is so hilarious. Yeah, she's so funny. She was always like the cool, like beautiful aunt and just like so, I don't know. She's just such a character and I love you her. <laughs> she, she's great. Yeah, your daughter kind of grew up with you as a housewife mom. Yes. And obviously Paris, you know, it happened in Paris had. Uh, right. <laughs> the wisdom to go, what are you doing, mom? Um, but was your daughter ever thrown off by it? Did she love it? What was her reaction to that world? Well, uh, I joined the Real Housewives of Atlanta about 11 years ago. So Noelle was actually eight years old when mm. I started the show. So she kind of didn't really have a say, right. to be honest. It was, oh, she was right in my package. Um, so with that said, she, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, she was too young to understand any of it. And it was all quite innocent, to be honest, like at that age. And it was only as she, you know, became a teenager and got a little older that I left it up to her to decide how much she wanted to be involved in the show. Because, you know, once social media happened, that kind of changed everything. And the show has been such a phenomenon for so long. You know, Atlanta was number one forever. And, um, you know, going, walking in, you know, going on a platform like that, you just don't realize like how big it is just in terms of the fan base. And I just thought, oh, well, you know, I'll try this out or whatever. You know, I'm not super, you know, dramatic, not a lot of drama over here. I'm not a big high conflict kind of person. I'm really like the voice of reason. I'd like balance in my life. Um, I don't like to argue about crazy stuff. Well, I didn't then, but <laughs> now, you know, as, as time went on, you know, I definitely, you know, knew how to play at the playground. But anyway, um, with that said, 
yeah, you know, she's 22 now. Um, I think at this point, because she has her own life and she's, you know, still trying to find her own identity. Her dad, Leon Robinson, is an actor. Um, so she's been around the entertainment industry her entire life. But I think she's it's a she's at the point now where she's trying to figure out who she is and what she wants to do. And overall, it's been a it was a pretty good experience for Noelle, to be honest. I only have one regret and I don't live my life with regrets. I just look at, you know, them as, as lessons, not regrets. But this I actually regret is um, when Noelle got ready to go to college, her first year of college, well, first and last year of college, basically, um, she left to go to Howard University. And at that time, none of our kids had been filmed going to college. And I thought, well, this will be great. And it's a great story. And we really are proud. And, you know, this is amazing. Uh, we decided to let Housewives film her going to college. But this was like the real life go to college trip. It wasn't like we're going to fake it like she's it's like this is this is the day of the orientation, but it's not really the, the day of the orientation. This was like really her leaving for college. And I remember like the night before we were filming the night before she was leaving. She just like had like a breakdown and she was like because she was leaving home for the first time. And again, I tell you, she's had some issues, you know with, um, you know, just socially and anxiety and all kind of things or, you know, that she's gone through in her life. And, you know, we're like, you know, I have like, you know, 30 people downstairs, our closest friends and family, and we're doing a little goodbye party and Housewives is filming. And Noah literally is in her bedroom on the floor crying. And I go up and I'm like, wait, but, you know, you know, what, what is it? And she's like, I can't do it. I don't want to go. And I was like, wait, what do you mean you don't want to go? You got into this great school, it was Howard University. I was like, this is going to be fun. You're going to go, you're going to go to parties, you're going to have fun, you know, like it's going to be awesome. And she was like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And she literally would not even come downstairs. So it was like a party that wasn't a party because I ended up having to, um, it was one of the times I had to really draw the line with um, production and say, hey, you know what? Because, you know, first the drama inside of you is like, well, I guess this is kind of dramatic to see all of this. Like, maybe we should show all of this. And then I had to like snap back into my real life and world and be like, wait a minute, my child is really upset here. This is not a TV moment. This is a real moment. And I have to be there. She's literally, we're taking her to college tomorrow. Mm. So um, they ended up you know, just to close out the scene and packing up and leaving, just filmed her through the door with her saying she's not coming out. And what ended up happening was we eventually, you know, we still took her to college. Uh, I somehow convinced her that it was going to be so positive for people to see, you know, where she's at because they become very invested in our kids on the show. And we, we show, we turn up and everybody's with their college bins with their bed bath and beyond products and stuff getting ready to get their dorms together and we turn up with our production and we go and film her room and her going into her room and it pretty much at the time I thought I was so proud to just you know I was just having my proud mom moment but what it ended up doing was giving Noel a lot of unwanted attention after we left because after you know two days we did that and we packed up and left her there and at that point you know you had moms that were my fans telling their daughters oh go be friends with noel you know i love cynthia on housewives meanwhile they're not mm. even really interested in being friends with noel and wow. people just started kind of seeking her out not because of who she is but because of the show and she ended up you know being 
I don't like to use the word depressed a lot, but I, I can honestly say she was in a very dark place and she was very unhappy there, which is why I get a little emotional even talking about it. Because I, again, it's like one of those situations that you make as a parent and you think you're doing something so great for them and you're not listening to them. You're not paying attention to them and you are putting them in a place, in a space they don't want to be in. So sorry, you guys got a little emotional talking about that. It's okay. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so she ended up going, she stayed a year and I would like pop up, you know, whenever I work in New York, you know, she was in DC and surprise her. And, you know, um, you know, I'd go into her, you know, we moved her from the dorm into an apartment because she was, it was just too much attention there. And we thought, okay, well, we'll get your own place. And we made sure we got a really nice place for her. And I would go and it'd be like the window blinds would be down and, you know, it would just be like, not right. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I remember one of the times today, I wasn't even trying to go here with you guys right now, but anyway, I'm gonna wrap up. she's going to be <laughs> this like, this is a safe you. place. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, um, my mama bear, I came to see her one time and she was, you know, going to class. She just was in her apartment by herself all the time. And, you know, it as soon as I walked in, I just knew that I had to take her from there. So basically I just said, okay, um, do you want to be here? And she said, no. And I said, do you want to leave? and go back to Atlanta and figure it out. And she said, yes. And I said, okay. Mm. I called the moving truck the next day. I called and canceled everything that I had for the next three days. Mm. And I packed her up. I returned the cable box of myself <laughs> to the place. And, you know, we, we left and we never looked back. And she figured it out. Now she's at She's living out here in California. She is a successful influencer. She's an actress as well. She is finding her life and she's so happy. And and I'm a little older. I'm no spring chicken. I just celebrated my 55th birthday actually in the Big Brother house. What? Yes, I'm 55 years old. Oh my God, I thought you were like in your 30s. You look so (laughs) amazing. So beautiful. And you're literally making me cry, like listening to you. No, just like, it's so beautiful just to hear how much you love your daughter. And like, I just, I I love that you went to her college and did that because a lot of parents would be like, no, you're staying. And like, I love that you were like, do you want to, do you want to leave? Do you want to come with me? And that's just like an amazing thing. Like you're an amazing mom. So don't ever feel guilty. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Uh, I think that goes back to that discernment and that instinct and that mother's intuition. Like sometimes it just has, that has to be stronger than what feels like it makes sense at the time. It doesn't always have to make sense or everything doesn't always have to add up. If your child says says to you, they want to go. Sometimes you just got to take them. So, um, but anyway, uh, on a happier note, um, you know, I had an, 11 incredible, incredible, amazing years on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I would not be the woman that I am now today had I not gone through all of the most unforgettable experiences I experienced on on the platform. And I'm so grateful to Bravo and NBC Universal just for giving me the opportunity to consistently be a peach toter for 11 years and really show my life and share it with the world and my fans. Yeah, I love it. You're one of the best parts of the entire Housewives franchise. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I've 
be transparent and I've tried to share and just give. And that's why I think it was so easy for me after 11 years, once I decided to walk away, um, I remember actually having a conversation with Andy Cohen and I just was like, you know, I just, it's so, you know, you become such a big part of the show for so long, but I was like, you know what, Andy, I just, as much as I want to stay, I just don't have anything else to offer. Like I have nothing else to give. I have nothing else to say. Like I just really have my full circle moment here. I want to focus on my new marriage. I want to, you know, spend more time with my, with my daughter, with Mike's two girls, with, you know, I want to do, you know, I have so many other layers to peel. And again, I think as someone who's not, you know, who is a woman of a certain age, I want to live my life. Like I, like that's real housewives to me. is not the end all be all for me. I really want, you know, to act. And as soon as I put it out there and I started taking the classes, I've always taken classes, but when I, once I really focused on it, you know, this lifetime movie happened for me and I have other, I actually just, you know, I just started a new movie yesterday, nice. but it just all is happening. Good. I love that. <laughs> love it. This is Paris. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP. They held us in dog cages They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sorry, this was a sad podcast. No, 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 no. I genuinely, we love it. I feel like I, I owe you guys a happy podcast down the roads. <laughs> <laughs> this is a happy podcast. This is going to have the thing with like, you know, you, you being as vulnerable as you are and you you sharing as much as you have is while it might be a little heavy for, for you to talk about or for, for people to listen to in the moment, it's going to lead to a lot of people being a lot happier in the long run when they realize like, Oh wow! Look at the mother. Look at this mother and what she dealt with and how she overcame it. Look at uh, the projects that she's doing and how inspiring she is as a woman. You know it, the amount of good that's coming out of this podcast that might have an air of like, oh, it's 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 a heartfelt one. It's a it's a not purely chipper. It's the effects are so incredible on everybody else. So thank you seriously for for being as open as you are. No, well, thank you guys. I, I appreciate it. I think yes. I appreciate Thank you Same. so much. You're welcome. And before we ask the slivings, I just want to say that your Seagram's peach bellini is so good. Can you tell us a little about, about that? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That makes me happy. And I think yes. I may have to myself. <laughs> Bellinis after- make you happy. <laughs> I want yes. one right now with some ice. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be having a peach bellini after I get off this podcast. <laughs> um, yes. Um, my Seagram's Peach Bellini partnership started a few years ago, and it has been an amazing partnership. One of the reasons why I love working with Seagram's Escapes is because they are about women, you know, mm-hmm. and powering women for women. And that is something that immediately appealed to me. I am a woman of empowerment. I love to uh, empower other women. I do a lot of women empowerment um, keynotes all the time. It's just really 
who who I am. And I think it's important because I think no matter where you are in your career, you know, you always still need, I empower people, but it actually empowers me when I empower them. So it's like a win-win situation. And um, I was really excited when I got the opportunity to create my own signature cocktail, the Peach Bellini. Um, Working alongside Seagram's was amazing. Like I said, they're so supportive of women. We came up with this amazing cocktail, which is delicious. And it is one of their top sellers. And it probably would be the best seller if you could find it everywhere. It's always sold out. So I'm really proud of that. And then I was able to, you know, as a testament to my work ethic and drive, uh, I was able to turn that partnership into uh, a second job. I'm also the brand ambassador for Seagram's Escapes, the entire line now. Nice. And uh, wow. I cannot wait to get back on the road. We do all these empowerment tours where we go to different cities and we talk to women and, you know, they um, tell us how they do it. We do these really, really powerful panels and I host and moderate and I share my story. They share their stories. And it's it's necessary you know women have to be so strong we have so much that we have to take on especially when we become wives and mothers i think it's really important for us to always lift each other up and support each other and uh i'm able to do um you know me being my partnership with seagram's escapes is one of my platforms that i'm able to still continuously able to to continuously be able to do to um empower women so yeah, that's that. I love that. I love peach and I love Bellinis and I love yours. Yeah. It's so We have some good. yummy recipes as well. We have so many cute, fun recipes. I can have them send you some if they, they probably already sent you like a truckload of Paris at this point, I'm sure. But if they have it, I got the hookup, girl. I got the hookup. Okay. We can get both of you guys some some Seagram's Escapes. They have so so many cute cocktails um, for every holiday. Um, super, super fun, you know, get you right in the mood for summer. Just, you know, if you, you know, after work or whatever, if you just need a moment to decompress, it's not a lot of alcohol in it. So it's just enough to just kind of get you where you need to be, you know, just to relax. And, uh, you know, for more information on any of the recipes, you can go to seagumsescapes.com or seagumsescapes on Instagram. I love super, it. Super, super fun. Yay. Amazing. Like everyone wants a Bellini now. <laughs> 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 well, the great thing is you can drink it straight with over on the rocks, or you can, you know, you can layer it up. And, you know, it goes really the peach bellini goes very well with a splash of vodka in there too, nice. or even mm. a splash of champagne. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. Oh yeah, I also wanted to ask you about Celebrity Big Brother because they've asked yes. me to be on that show so many times, and I'm like, I I, I couldn't imagine leaving my husband and. Like I, on the simple life, they took away my phone. Oh, thank you. Your wedding, everything I saw online, you were just absolutely stunning. Thank so you. He's a good one. That's good. That's good. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. But was that hard leaving your husband and your family and no phone? Like it's just, it's a lot. It was. It, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, to be completely transparent, I didn't think I was going to be there that long. So. <laughs> I I thought, okay, my husband, the only deal that we made was that I didn't come home first. So I was like, okay, I think my cooking between my cooking and cleaning, I can, I can last at least, you know, two weeks. So um, I ended up pretty much cooking and cleaning my way to, um, you know, the final three, which is amazing because, you know, that meant I was actually in the house for 30 days, no phone, no computer, no TV, no sex, nothing. Like just literally just 
in the house with whoever's left. And the house just got bigger and bigger as people started, you know, you know, leaving. So um, and also before the 30 days, I had to quarantine in a hotel for seven days. Although I had access to my phone and TV and computer, I still could not see anyone because we were quarantining for COVID. And um, so that's 37 days. You can tack that on there. Wow. Um, it was it was probably one of the hardest, most fun, most unforgettable, craziest things I've ever done in my life. And again, that is a part of my next chapter here, just having fun and just doing things outside of my box that I wouldn't normally do. And I was like, oh, I'm probably going to be the oldest one in there. And I actually, you know, they were like Carson's like close to my age and Todd Bridges is actually a little older Mm -hmm. than I am. So it just ended up being a really cool experience. It was like a cool thing to check off my bucket list, you know, celebrity big brother. But I wouldn't say that it's easy. I do often compare it to prison a little bit, but actually uh, in prison, they have more rights (laughs) than we had. They actually get a phone. They have a phone in prison and they actually... um, they have, you know, they can have conjugal visits. So it was, you know, you know, even the, our yard time, like we would have like a little area in the back that, you know, you couldn't see the sky. So like no sun, because if they like, I think they used to have it where it wasn't like tarped off, but then the fans were so um, crazy about the show. They would fly drones over <laughs> a lot and try to see us and stuff. So it, it was very interesting. It was, it was a really cool really cool to be a part of um, that kind of social experiment. Um, Again, going back to my age really quickly, I am in premenopause. So that means I have a lot of mood swings, hot flashes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, literally no pun intended, a hot mess in the house most days. And, uh, you know, I kind of bumped heads, you know, with a couple people because I was like, you know, you're like in a pressure cooker. And, you know, putting premenopause on top of that, you know, it's like, who ate my... Jesus, my uncle. We drank the last of the almond milk, you know, and you have nothing else to do except really like that house is your reality. You have no idea what's going on in the outside world. So, you know, everything is a big deal. Like everything that happens is a big deal in the house because you have nothing else, nothing else going on except your only escape is actually to go to sleep. And I'm not really, I was never a napper before, but. And, and then you have no privacy. So even when I would go in my room, which wasn't really my room because I had to share it with Carson and Shana, um, <laughs> I would just go to sleep to just close my eyes and just make myself think that I'm somewhere else for a minute. Like imagine <laughs> myself in Anguilla or somewhere <laughs> like I'm not in this twin bed right now with two roommates. And I, all I'm thinking is like, OK, I got to get up and cook in two hours and I'm sure I got to clean the bathroom because I'm sure the toilets are a mess because we have 11 people using one toilet. Oh. Like I can't even like for life. I've never been more humbled in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like and I was the main person that was on bathroom duty because I just could not take it. I was like, this bathroom is going to stay clean if it's the last thing I do. So I kind of went into auntie mode and made sure we had a uh, proper. Uh, you know, a clean place to potty. I love that you did that. Like you are just a boss and I love that you like to have fun. And <laughs> I don't know. You have a lot of sides too, which is cool. Like the serious side with cruel instruction and the fun side with this. And, <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome. And 
I'm just, well, thank you. I'm really proud of you and I'm excited to see your new movies and everything that you're doing in this next chapter of your life. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes. This is Paris. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us, they burned us, and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Seven Sliving Questions. Are you ready for your Seven Sliving Questions? I am. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. What is your life slogan? Oh, my life slogan is to live every day to the fullest. Me too. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? I absolutely believe in ghosts. I think I saw a ghost uh, about seven years ago at Bank of America, like in the parking lot. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I tried to get it on that show Ghost Story and they didn't accept it. Like you filmed it? No, but I saw it and I can tell them the story. I didn't film it, but I was like one, it was early one morning and I was like waiting for the bank to open and no one's in the parking lot. And I saw this really old, um, very, very pale lady walking down the street and the area I was in at the time was not the nicest area. So anyway, I was like, who is this? Like, And she just looked really, really old to be by herself. And I was like, I noticed her because she was so old. And I was like, let me keep an eye on her and make sure she's not lost or anything. She just looked really out of place. And I remember watching her and then I looked down to answer the phone or whatever. And she was gone. She was gone. (sighs) And I was like, wait, I just blinked. And now she's not there. And I basically have been staring at this woman for five minutes and I got out of my car. I looked across the street. I looked everywhere. And she said she was like an old lady. She couldn't even walk fast. So I would have seen her and she was gone. So that's my ghost story. I don't know what that was, but, um, I know that that lady was a ghost. Yeah, I've seen ghosts too, so I believe that for sure. Oh, it's, it's so scary to me. Um, what is the perfect date? Oh, wow. The perfect date for me is to either go to a movie or take time to decide together in the living room in the comfort of our house and watch a movie, like a movie date at home. Mm-hmm. Or we could go to... The theater and if we do go to the theater i'd like to go to the ones where they serve food and alcohol preferably yes the eye picks with like the couches like the beds you live absolutely so good yep lean back in the chairs mm-hmm. all of that stuff um that and then dinner if we don't have it at the movies and and then sex <laughs> And then, and but like all kind of early. I don't like late dates. Like I'm, I don't know if this is an age thing. Like I like to kick everything off. Like starting around, like you know, anytime after five, I'm good. Like I like to wrap it all up by eleven, eleven thirty latest. Even if we don't go to sleep, I just want it wrapped up by then. Yeah, I just want to start so can, early so that you can have time for the the loving later. Yes, you just lay in bed together because I think um you know what's amazing too is like after you know we 
you know, have fun and, you know, do the do is to just lay in bed together with my husband and just, you know, talk about like nothing, but just lay there and just, you know, just be in the bed together as someone who travels all the time for work or who used to travel a lot more before COVID. I enjoy being in the same house, in the same room, in the same bed with Mike. I really, really do. Even if we aren't even talking about anything, it just feels so good to just have him next to me. Oh, I'm the same way with my husband. I love it. (laughs) So what is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Um, It's Thanksgiving because I make bomb cornbread dressing. Uh, I'm a really good cook. A lot of people don't know this about me. Um, My potato salad is not to be played with. (laughs) I am the potato salad queen. Nobody in my family would dare make potato salad because they know Cynthia is going to bring the potato salad. But it's all my favorite things like yams, um, turkey, um, you know, mac and cheese. It's all like just yummy, yummy comfort food, which is what I grew up on. And you know, it's about family. And I think at the end of the day, family is very important. And that's like the one time for sure. And it's not about gifts. You know, I love Christmas too, but I don't really love the gift part of it because I think life is a gift. So, you know, I just love eating and hanging out with my family and watching old movies. So thanks. Cute. Would you want to live forever? Uh, I would want to live at least. um, Wow. You know, as a mom, I feel like I really want to be around to see the rest of my daughter's life, like kids and watching her get older. Uh, I would want to definitely live as long as Noelle is alive for sure. I, feel like I have to be there to help her. So. <laughs> I want to live forever too. I was just interviewing Dave Asprey and he told me it's possible to live to like 188 years old. Wow. I know. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my grandmother, I just did a post about her uh, today for mm-hmm. um, um, Women's History Month. And um, she lived, she was maybe like 101 or 102. You know, after 100, you just kind of stop counting. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, she seemed to be very, very old. But I definitely, I want to, I want to live you know, not in a way just for myself. I just want to be there to enjoy my, my daughters to see her life. So, yeah. What is your go-to dance move? Oh, well, the robot, the robot. <laughs> I, I, I have a mean robot and <laughs> most people can do the robot. So it's not like it's difficult to do the robot, but I'm I'm pretty good. Like I do a little thing where I'm like, you know, I pretend like I'm unscrewing a light bulb, an imaginary light bulb from the ceiling. Like it's, it's pretty gangster. Um, also, I I know nobody really twerks anymore, but I never perfected it. So I am still a twerk in progress. So I'd love a good twerk. I love to try to twerk. Uh, my husband loves making fun of me twerking. I've gone viral twerking, <laughs> but I just think it's amazing to that. I mean, I have the tools. I have a big butt. I just don't know why I can't get it to you know, be great when I needed to, when it's time to twerk. <laughs> it's like, I have the tools. I don't know why I can't build the house here. What's happening? <laughs> I love the tools. Yes. Um, okay, last living question is, who is your childhood celebrity crush and who is your current celebrity crush? Oh, wow. That's so funny. You know what? It was actually Todd Bridges who I got into it in the Big Brother house. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Later, I get into it with people that I that I love and I can't wait to be friends with, and then I end up getting into it when I need them. So it's like I don't know what that's about. But um, I was a huge fan of Todd Bridges. I think I had a Todd Bridges poster on my wall, and I kind of just grew up with him because we're not that far in age. But he was definitely, you know. Uh, my little childhood crush. And now we're friends now. As a matter of fact, we are, other than Carson, um, I'm super, super close to, you know, Carson, I, that's my brother for life at this point. But Todd and I really connected as well. I, actually, I spoke to Todd today. I spoke to him a couple hours ago. So he was my childhood crush. Aww. And my grown um, person crush is, and my husband has one too. So I can very freely, freely say that, um, <laughs> You know, we've never talked about bringing a third person in the bedroom, but if we do, <laughs> if I can bring somebody in, you better believe it's going to be Lenny Kravitz. Um, yes. Yeah. Good choice. It's a good one, right, Paris? So hot. <laughs> and so nice and so cool and so talented. He's just like oh, he's, a legend. So well, like, how do you look better? Like, he looks amazing. Mm -hmm. He looks the like same. He, he looks better now than like even before. It's crazy. Which is really, really crazy. And I heard that he lives in Paris, which I love Paris. No pun intended with your name, yes. but I love Paris. And I heard he lives there. So I'm like, okay, Lenny in Paris. Yeah, I could figure that. And I'll, I'll take a night. I'll take a <laughs> night. Yeah. <I> love that. <laughs> but my husband's is, I'm going to put him on blast. Um, my husband's is Halle Berry, which, oh my you God, know, so like, well, what am I, how can I compete with that? All right. So, yeah. Okay. So. I'm Lenny and and Mike's is is Hallie. Bring all of them into the bedroom. Why do you have to choose? This is <laughs> right. Yeah, she just we just slide in her DMs and invite them over. It literally work. might work. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're manifesting oh, it now. <laughs> well, you know what? We're laughing, but I think that's the only way I would ever let my man get with Halle Berry. I would have to be there to supervise that whole thing. We would have to do a foursome. <laughs> All going at it. the same time. Here we go. This is our one cheat day. This is our one hall pass. Let's go. <laughs> Super supported. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. You're so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with us today. So this has been so nice. Oh, this has been awesome. And thank you guys for taking me through a range of emotions today. I just <laughs> like, uh, honestly, this is probably one of the best interviews I think I've ever done. And I've never, I don't think I've ever really met you, Paris. You know what, Paris, you know what? Long, a long time ago, this is a fun story. Mm -hmm. Years ago, years and years ago, this was even before Housewives. I was in Vegas at a Prince concert and this is one of his last concerts and he let people come on stage and you went on stage and you were dancing with them. And then they pulled me and some other people on stage. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember oh that. God. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Like you were on the dancing and jamming. And then I was like waving like a crazy person. And I was like, nobody at that point, except like a model, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then they pulled me on stage and that was like my moment. And every time I tell that story, it was like me and Paris. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about my that. friend in my head for a long time as well, because of that experience together, which is pretty cool. Cause I'm a huge Prince fan, so Me that too. feels like amazing. Well, now we are friends, so I love it. Yes, <laughs> and I really, honestly, mean what I what I said. Like uh, with uh, with your uh, everything that you're doing, um, 
please let me know. I would not say it if I did not mean it. I am here for you. I am here to help in any way that I can. And I love you guys so much for even inviting me to be on this podcast. I really had a great time. Oh, we so love you. thank you for that. This was so much More fun. Thank you. And yeah, let's definitely connect on that. And okay. you just rock. You're like, Yay. I knew so you were going to be cool, but you're even cooler than I thought. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I am a Pisces. It is Pisces season and I really go hard for my Pisces. I think, you know, as people, we are chameleons, you know, we are a little misunderstood, but we, our intentions are always good and we come in peace and we are lovers of love. Mm -hmm. My mom is the same. So I, I get it. I'm Aquarius. My mom is a Pisces. So I love Pisces. Oh my God. When is your birthday? February 17th. Oh my God. My, my, um, I'm actually on the cusp of Pisces and Aquarius. Mine is February 19th. Oh, so wow. I really relate to Aquarius and Pisces, but I, I claim Pisces, but anyway, I knew you were cool too. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, thank you guys so much. I actually have to go to the dentist now. Uh-huh. Um, Good luck. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys. Bye. bye beautiful. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of Ease Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.